Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuked him and said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus carried his cross after he was condemned, he wore around his neck a sign so that everybody could read why he was being condemned to die. When he got to Calvary, they removed the sign from around his neck and affixed it to the cross so that everybody that walked by going into the city for the big feast of Passover would be able to read it and know why he was being crucified. It was supposed to be a mock, for some it was, but for the rest of us, it was a profound statement that the reason why Jesus Christ was dying is because he is our king. And that inscription inspires us. Once I went and visited mom and dad, and I was leaving to come back here to Boston, and my mother says, you know, it's really chilly and it's uh, drafty outside. You've got to put a sweater on. I says, Mom, I got this. I- I'm okay. She says, you're going to get a cold. I got a cold. And I was miserable for five days. Now, if I had to wear a sign around my neck explaining why I was carrying my cross, which was, was, was this, this miserable cold, it would say, big dummy for not listening to Mom, who says, put on a sweater. We all get crosses. We all have crosses. But what does it say on the sign around our neck? Does that sign inspire? There was a young priest that was just ordained, and they asked him if he would go to the missions. He agreed. So he left his homeland, he left his family, and he left delicious pasta every night, and he went to South America. When he got to Brazil he got into a canoe and rowed up the Amazon River till he got to the first village. When he got to the village, he got out, 
He anointed the sick, buried the dead, said Mass, and baptized babies. When he was finished there, he got back in the canoe and rowed up the Amazon River till he got to the next village. And he did that for the next 40 years until his body could take no more. When he was tired and fatigued and couldn't physically handle any more work, they sent him back to Italy. When he got to Italy, God said, I gotta send somebody to take care of this guy who's given so much of his time to his church and to me. I gotta make sure that there's somebody that really cares about him and there's somebody that really appreciates who he is and what he's done. That would be me. I had the room right beside him by design. And anytime he needed anything, a newspaper, lower the shades, cup of tea, he would ring a table bell. And whatever I was doing, I would get up and I would go and take care of whatever he wanted to do. In my room, I studied very hard my theology. I read everything I could and I, did, I wrote many papers. But it was in the next room that I learned my theology. I learned how to live Christ's life. And every time I went in there and he couldn't lift his arm, so I had to help him put on his shirt. Every time he couldn't get out of the chair because he didn't have enough strength, Every time I walked into the refectory to get something to eat, whether it was lunch or dinner, he would hold on with both hands to my arm so he wouldn't fall. And every time I would look at the sign that he wore and it said, I gave it everything I had. Inspiring. When I was vocation director, I got a call from a young guy from Alaska who wanted to be a priest. He was interested in our congregation, so I sent him some material. When he got the material, he says, I want to come and visit. So he came for a week. After the week, I drove him to the airport where he was going to return to Alaska. He says, I think I want to apply. So I gave him the paperwork, and after he filled out the required work, he called me. And he says, I said, well, there's one more thing we have to do. We have to have an interview, and I'm going to type up the notes, and then we'll, we'll take the package of the, uh, the application, and we'll send it to the application directors. And I said, so can you come out here to Boston one more time? He says, I have no more vacation time, and I have no money. So I says, well, I guess i got to go to Alaska. Now, it's my father's dream his whole life to go to Alaska to fish. So I called him on the phone. Dad, i got to go on a business trip to Alaska. So he said, I'm going with you. So he and my brother, we flew up there, and we, got, we landed at the Saturday night where he picked us up. The next morning, I interviewed him. I typed up some notes. Then we went to his parish, and I said mass. After the mass, he says, I'm going to take you to my favorite fishing spot. We went to at the, right at the entrance of a river. He said to us that the salmon were just starting to run. When we got to this river at the, at the entrance of the river, we saw something we only dreamed about. There were so many fish stacked up in that river that you could walk on their backs without getting your feet wet. We stayed most of the day. It was fishing paradise. Finally, he had the, Sean, who was, the, who was the guy that was interested in joining us, says, I, I, he had to drag us out of there. I've got to show you more things because I've got to work tomorrow. So we got into the car reluctantly to leave that, and we drove for 10 minutes. We got out of the car. And we stood in front of a glacier that ran into a beautiful blue lake that reflected the snow-capped mountains in the background, and the eagles were flying above. 
It was the most beautiful sight I have ever seen. My father was so overcome with what he was looking at that he turned to the candidate that wanted to join the seminary and he said, you're going to leave this to go to Boston? Are you crazy? So I said to that, quiet, business trip, not helping. So he turned uh, the candidate to Sean, to my father. He said, Mr. Grover, if God wants me to be the priest, then I'm going to Boston. And I read his sign, and it said, whatever it takes, whatever the cost. Inspiring. Jesus wore a sign around his neck when he carried his cross to inspire us that he is our king. He'll do anything for us. We too carry crosses and have the opportunity in life to carry a sign. Will our sign inspire?